Welcome to the Iconic Mindset Podcast with John Abola and Calvin Stovall. This is the only place that uncovers the multiple levels of iconic businesses and brands. Every episode reveals the secrets behind what it takes to make your business, idea, or movement iconic. Now, here is John and Calvin. Hey, Calvin, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. I'm doing great, man. Welcome, welcome. We're on our, this is our third one. Third one, Calvin. Man, great to, great to be here with you. I, I have to tell you, you this podcast has changed my life. I'm getting so immersed in iconic brands. I love it, man. I'm excited too. And, and today is going to be uh, wonderful as well because we're, we're following up on our last podcast when we talked about the four P's of innovative iconic brands. So we're back with part two. The first part we talked about uh, purpose. Uh, we covered convenience, saving people time and all of that, some organizations under that umbrella. And then we also talked about people and connection, the museum we talked about. Remember the whole robot thing we covered? (laughs) (laughs) So this time we are going to cover the, the last two P's of the iconic framework, which of course is passion and perseverance. Um, so I think we have some some great content to share with our listeners on that. And um, I think they're really going to enjoy what we have to talk about today. Oh, man, I have two little boys and boy, they love their games. I'm telling you, Fortnite is just taking over my household. OK, but but my company that I want to I want to talk about there is Nintendo. You remember Mario Brothers, right? Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, from the original Nintendo Entertainment System, I think it was 1983. Uh, but what I want to particularly talk about, you know, they've had a lot of uh, released over a dozen video game consoles and handhelds. But what I want to talk about from an innovative standpoint is their their Switch. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, console. yeah. Oh man, that 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 new thing uh, is it, it's a dream come true for gamers. It's a full blown console that you can take with you wherever you go. And actually, Switch has created an entire new generation of Nintendo fans. It's the best, I would say. My my one of my Carson has one. My little boy has one, and um, he he thinks it's the best gaming thing ever made. Like he's been through a ton of them, but. He's like, but but that you know, it's the perfect size. It has they have a ton of games, um, and it can you can seamlessly dock it to a TV. Um, the controllers, I mean, they put smartphones to shame. It's one device that you can play on a on a plane. You could travel with it in a backpack or a pouch. It can be played wherever you want without an external control screen or screen required. And it actually was a it was a big ga- a gamble for for Nintendo. But what they've done is they combined the best of the companies. They had a remember that 3DS handheld, um, and they also took the learnings when they stumbled with the with the Wii U. And they've sold since since it's been you know out on the market 55 million of these things. That's amazing. I just have to laugh, Calvin. I, I remember blowing in those Nintendo games trying to get those things to work. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that, man. Your son Carson has, has no idea. He, he has no idea the pain we went you through. Remember that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Fix the I game. Really do. You're shaking it. You're <laughs> mm-hmm. I sure do. Oh, I sure man. do. But I, but they definitely, I wanted to put them in there because I think they've done a great job continuing to innovate, continue to make great products for, for their audience and um Nintendo's fantastic. Oh, they really are. You know, they've they've come mm-hmm. such a long way. Um back, like you said, nineteen eighty three to Today, the Nintendo Switch. 
That's cool. I need to get I need to get one of those. My next company is Adidas. Adidas is a great brand. I want to highlight what they've been working on. What do you do with your gym shoes after you've worn them out, John? Oh man, well, Calvin, you know I enjoy running and I would say every 500 miles or so, I, I have to toss them out. That's it. You know, I, I rotate them maybe through some yard work, but after that, they go in the garbage. Well, you know what? Adidas is trying to change that. Um, they're on a quest to develop a fully, well, they actually have a fully circular product. Only 9% has been recycled. And as a result, you know, we're facing a grave environmental threat in the form of plastic, which is, you know, it's clogging our landfills and and oceans, what they're focusing on is creating this 100% fully recyclable, recyclable, is that a word? (laughs) Gym shoe. Uh, So it's like a product that lives forever. The raw material um, is is never thrown away. It just becomes another product and then another one and then another one. Um, It's called Adidas Futurecraft Loop. And it's the first, yes, the loop, the first 100% recyclable performance running shoe. And and you would probably think, you know, a shoe like this is probably going to be pretty ugly, but that's not the case. It's a really, it's a really good looking shoe. Tell me, Calvin, would you wear it? (laughs) I would wear it. Okay. okay. It looks good. (laughs) You know, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a nice, it has a nice garment. It has this, you know, it's nice woven plastic and it's, it's really a, Really nice looking shoe and it's, it's very comfortable. But 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 what I also want to share with you is what they said, and it's going to tie in great with our with our podcast here. This is one of the um, I guess he's on the team that's that's created this shoe, and this is his quote: "This is about mindset. It's about pushing boundaries. We are acting as explorers or pioneers. We're trying something new. For this type of work, you need the mindset of." We're going to learn and we're going to take what we learn and apply that into a setting where the ultimate goal is that it becomes a commercial reality. That is an iconic mindset right there. I love it. That's cool. Wow. Well, Adidas, man, they're, they're such a great company. Um, hearing about that fully recyclable sneaker. I love the loop. I love the name. It actually clicked right as you were saying, you know, they're going to continue to reuse over and over and over again. It's that's Ooh. the loop. <laughs> that's the loop. I love it. Um, yeah. You know, and, and the fact that that's made fully from plastic, a lot of that plastic, like you mentioned, there is fished out of oceans. For the the composite of that shoe. Speaking of Adidas, you know, recently uh, they actually had an announcement where they're joining forces with Allbirds. Uh, Allbirds is a new brand. It's only a couple years old, um, but they're known for their shoe that you do not have to wear socks. <laughs> wow. And okay. so Allbirds was founded on the concept as well as kind of reducing that carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may even see ads for them all the time on Facebook. Uh, but anyway, they're collaborating to create a performance shoe similar to the Loop. Uh, but the idea behind this shoe is that it will have the world's lowest carbon footprint at just two kilograms. So wow. I had to look. I'd look into that. I said, "Well, what what is two kilograms versus anything else? How do you yeah. know two <laughs> kilograms is good?" <laughs> That's right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right. So the answer is that a normal shoe actually contains twelve point five kilograms of carbon footprint. So uh, they are reducing that down to two. But what I really loved about this innovation is that technically these brands are competitors. They're both in the performance shoe market, but Alberts doesn't have the scale or the manufacturing capability to produce or reproduce a carbon footprint to that caliber. However, that's where Adidas comes in. That's how they enter the game. They have that manufacturing capability, and they believe by working together, they can bring their respective expertise to the, to the table to create the most sustainable shoe in the world. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Love it, love it. 
All right, Calvin. All right. So I think we're rounding out here. With the we're rounding P. out. <laughs> we're rounding out. Here we go. Fourth P, perseverance. And John, this this quadrant is all about innovation, really, and continue looking for ways uh, to make your customers' lives better again, and and really to focus on what matters. So, I I have two brands that I think exemplify these this quadrant very very well. This is probably your favorite P. Oh yeah, this is this is my favorite P. It really is. We talk about it, never losing the beat. That's right, never lose the beat, baby. But my, my first one is Netflix. They recently had one of their biggest quarters. They they actually had 16 million new subscribers signing on because of COVID. These guys have 182.8 million subscribers worldwide. And I'm putting them there, here because um, I don't know if you're a fan of Stranger Things. Um, oh, yeah. They, watched all three seasons. Yeah. They, they, they did a great – they had a great um, – advertising campaign and they pulled together some of the biggest brands to help promote um, that show that Burger King, Coca-Cola, Nike, Lego, Baskin Robbins um, to really hype that show up. And um, they even actually convinced Coke to relive its new Coke disaster. We all remember that situation and turned it into a, you know, a marketing masterstroke. So I want to put Netflix there because they're, they're, they're continuing to grow, innovate, and uh, I'm just happy they were there during this COVID thing. I would have just lost my mind. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, I, you know, another, you know, the great thing about Netflix, too, which I've also noticed is that, you know, they've done a great job at personalizing experiences. You know, when you look at a movie, they'll make suggestions. And, you know, I, I just think that's just awesome. It's so, it's so cool. I think Netflix are the kings of personalization. Yes. Everything is per- personalized. Everything. From what's recommended to the order in which it's recommended to your, even the images that you'll see before you, you know select your show, even those are personalized to the individual. Yeah. Uh, they're changed based on your viewing patterns. And it's just really neat to see the um, the connection cross channel as well. So you can get an email recommendation, you know, a new documentary uploaded, or check this out on a Friday night. Now, Calvin, with all that personalization, though, I got to share something. What, what my do you wife got? keeps using my account. <laughs> <laughs> she gets in there and I say, you know, Kim, I said, there's, there's multiple accounts for a reason. She gets in there, watches her shows on my account. And then I get in there and I'm getting ads for golden girls and the crown. <laughs> All I want to do is watch money heist or some breaking bad. You know, I just can't seem to, to get it. So unfortunately my personalization from Netflix is, you know, being caused by some self error. <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. That is so funny. My second, my second one is Nike. They are the epitome of of perseverance. Um, these guys, of course, you know the history with them. Founded in 64 as Blue Ribbon Sports, had their first retail outlet in 66, launched Nike brand shoe in 72, and the rest is history. The Just Do It ad campaign, they signed some of the greatest athletes of our time, Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Um, and But in 2018, which is what I really want to highlight here, you remember when they made the controversial decision to name former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick as one of his spokespeople. Oh, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. How timely could this be, what we're going through right now? I know. I Two know. years before that, K- 
Kaepernick famously took a knee during the national anthem to protest racial inequality and police brutality. And basically, he was a he was really pretty much locked out of the NFL afterwards. But despite that, despite the boycotts, all of the noise, all of the craziness, Nike stood by his decision and they made money. Shares and sales rose dramatically. And that is, you know, when, when you're silent or you're just like in the middle, it probably goes unnoticed. Nike will step out there and they will do something no other brand will do. And, and it's successful. They they are typically, I, I would probably say they're probably one of the brands. They seem to be about a couple of years ahead of society. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they probably saw something in this whole thing with, with, with Kaepernick and just stuck by it. Um, and now here we are dealing with this whole worldwide thing with George Floyd. So um, I, I just got to, I have to commend Nike. They were on it quick and uh, persevered. All right. So Calvin, as we finish up here, I don't think you can have a conversation about passion, products, perseverance without mentioning Apple. Apple is constantly, constantly committing to constant innovation, literally transforming our lives from the first iMac to smartphones, tablets, smartwatches, the list goes on. Uh, Steve Jobs was brilliant, arguably one of the best innovators of our time. And his famous quote that continues to reside with me is deciding what not to do is as important as deciding what to do. Narrowing that focus can be an effective innovation, keeping it simple. Uh, yeah, you can't have a, a conversation about innovation without Apple. No, they're, they're no. always they're such they're so integrated into our lives today. So, Calvin, we talked about a lot today. Um, we yeah. always like to, to recap. We like to leave our listeners with a few takeaways. Uh, why don't we look back at some of the things we talked about? Maybe kind of recap a couple of key takeaways for our listeners today. All right, here we go. Iconic points. I'm going to give you three. You can't develop innovative products or services in a vacuum. Um, you know, I think it's imperative that you involve the voice of the customer and in many, if not all cases, your employees, particularly those that are customer facing. These guys are out there in the trenches every day. They're talking to your customers on a daily basis. And I think they're critical. They're a critical resource you, you should tap into. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the, the frontline people don't feel like they can be involved in innovation. A recent study of more than 3,000 workers across industries conducted by SurveyMonkey, they actually did a study for Fast Company. They revealed that while 71% of C-level respondents believe they have opportunities to personally contribute to new or innovative ideas at work, only 22% of lower level individual contributors felt the same way. Number two, you must cultivate the right work environment that encourages and celebrates innovation. No risk, no reward. Oh, I love that. Right. Your employees have to feel safe to share their ideas, even those that challenge the norm. Number three, never lose the beat. My favorite. Right? I think about that all the time. Ever since we started working together, Calvin, never lose the beat. I, I bring that into my daily life, you know, not just necessarily on a, on a business mentality, but you know, never lose the beat, you know, with your family, your friends, your personal goals. Keep it going. I love it. Keep it going. So that was just sums up. Never become too com comfortable or complacent. Um, you know, ask Circus City or Blockbuster. They, they probably remember this one. Um, you know, customer expectations are changing and evolving all the time. You know, always seek out new ways to improve the lives of your customers as well as your employees. There's a quote, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Man, you got to think about that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep it moving. 
Never lose the beat. That's right. And Calvin, well, those are great points. You know, as you were talking through those, a fourth point uh, came to mind. All right. And that is uh, iconic innovation takes not just inspiration, but also purpose, people, passion, and perseverance. See, see what I did there, Calvin? Whoa, I like how you said you were circling. You did a loop. I did the loop, Calvin. <laughs> I like that. That was oh, cool. Oh, man. So anyhow, well, I can't thank you enough you know, for, for being here, for doing this together, for your time this morning. Uh, it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm loving this podcast. I'm loving where we're, we're headed here. I'm having a blast. Well, shall we uh, give a sneak peek into our next episode? I think we might want to revisit COVID-19 a little bit and, and might help some companies, um, small and large, how they can deliver iconic customer experience in a post-COVID-19 world. I think customer service, customer experience is going to change after all of this. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that. You cool with that? Yeah, I think that's a great topic. You know, we mentioned a little bit of COVID-19 even today in this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, there's definitely some innovations that have come out of it. And to look at uh, how iconic customer experiences are now being uh, evolved due to COVID, I think it's going to be a wonderful topic. I'm pretty excited about it. So, all right. Wow. Well, that's it, Calvin. So, you know that... Uh, we, uh, if you, if you know any of our listeners want to learn more about the iconic framework, you can uh, contact us at any time. Where our contact information is located at iconicpresentations.net. And until next time, don't, don't just, just be, 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 be iconic. iconic. All right, Kel. Thank you. All right. See you later, John.